you're no crack of parties. Five minutes ago, I thought I was a pretty good bloke. Now what? speaking to you, I feel, I feel like I'm the worst bloke in the world. No, I think you're a great bloke. And by oh, the way, don't pull it back now, I'm you. I'm pulling it back. I think life achievement, fantastic. Oh, going for mate. a drink with you, you'd be low on the list. Do you make the blatant ignorance of people who just got multi planets are Muslim? What are you trying to say? Trying to say I'm a rock and roll star? Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm the brown version of Eric Clapton. Have you heard the Michael Anthony show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got me there. I've got to give it here. I think we're going to become good mates. I don't know, there's something about you. prostitutes in do you get what I'm saying we're not sports we're not music we dabble in each one people are going okay I want to hear Danny Simpson Andy Cole do I want to hear a porn star so they're not necessarily fucking lad bible fans do you know what I'm saying spectrum of everyone can be done. Done. I don't show. think it's done legendary cricketers legendary oh, footballers that's amazing and- oh, very fascinating when can we go yeah you can go ahead whenever ready. so here we are in episode 94 of the Michael Anthony show and today we're joined by Monty Panasar. Thank you for having me on the show. Did you know when Shane Warren uh, nominated his 100 top cricketers, he had me in there, and I was the 94th best cricketer. Were you actually? Yeah, he's ever Of all time of, or what? Of all time, he put me in the 100, in his 100. Would you think that's fair? Um, I think that was completely fair. <laughs> I don't think I would have made it in, in his 100, you know. That's what I'm saying. Do you think you cricketers? should be in the top 100 cricketers of all time? No, I don't, I don't think so. You only play 50 tests. Yeah, and there's like so many cricketers who played hundred Test matches or have played at least. I remember we having a, this conversation in the dressing room. They're saying, "What makes a legend? How many Test matches do you have to play to be a legend?" Right now, to get MCC membership, you need to play seventy five Test matches, and they give you mem- MCC membership for life. What is MCC membership? It's like you know when there's a Lord's Test match. It sounds or, elitist. Yeah, it's it sounds like, like bullshit. If you ask me, fuck well, the MCC. Well, I would, if I had an MCC membership right now and there was Ireland versus England, you would be the first person as my guest really? to come. And f- firstly, the week before, I'll take you to pre-marks and get you a nice suit. And then the next day, I'll what take you What if I didn't to- want to wear a suit? No, no. And the next day, I have to take you to Tony and Guy so you can have a nice haircut and look the part. And then you need to? a shave as what well. What if I didn't want yeah, to? You're I'll- not shaving. Listen, You're not shaving. I will get, I will get... It's Mr. Sterling from Man City who actually promotes Gillette, you know, and he does a great ad to shave your beard and you look amazing well, when, why would when I there's the next Lord's Test match. Versus, did you watch actually the next uh, Lord's uh, Ireland Test match? Ireland Ar- nearly won that. Yeah, but Ireland cricket doesn't appeal to me, man. Oh, mate, you need to follow Irish cricket. No, I it's did. like I was into their rugby. Was in- it is good. No, it's not like the rugby at all. The cricket's a bit like you ran out of other sports to play, boys, and you've decided on the cricket. And that's only me commenting on it locally. But what I will say to you is, the way you're commenting on the beard, you seem like a guy who's into grooming and a guy who's into no, fashion he- and looking the part. Or am well, I looking apart today? Yeah, everything, but also due to the oh. Sikhism, 
you have a fully grown beard and a fully grown bar in it. Why is it allowed for you and not allowed to me? What if I abide to tosserism? I like wearing bandanas midday on Tuesdays. If you want to be part of the elitists, we need to then... I don't want you, to be. I don't you, want to well, be. Why does that have to be linked to cricket? I want to watch a bit of cricket. Because I want to see if I can get you to behave like an elitist at a Lord's Test match when Ireland are doing well... Like you're sitting there and you're just Fuck having those your aristocratic fucks and get me a game of Bose Rovers ahead of that stuff. Irish cricket, West Britain. The most shit. celebrated thing coming out of Ireland is Owen Morgan. Well, man, man, that just shows where you are in terms it, of your it knowledge. It shows about where the you most are. Celebrated thing. Oh come on, Owen Morgan. You think he's liked in Ireland? Yes. Owen Morgan's liked in Ireland for what? Well, Irish cricket is back. Fuck Irish it. cricket got test status. No one cares about Irish cricket, bro. I think you're the only guy who doesn't no, care. No, I'm not. I'm telling oh, you. There'll I, I be a lot of listeners to this show I want to survey on all your shit. statements. Do. Next week, I want, to, I want you to send out a questionnaire in Dublin and Belfast, and we're going to write down how many people like Irish cricket. How many clubs in Dublin can you name? Actually, I'm going to do a Twitter poll. How many clubs in Dublin can you name? End of this podcast, I'm going to do a Twitter poll. Do. And I'm going to tag you guys I, into and it. And you have cricket followers, though, don't and you? And I'm going to write down. But you have cricket followers because no, you're a cricketer. No, I have every Name five Dublin cricket clubs. You name them first. Name me one. You name me first. Name me one. Clontarf, Phoenix, Rush, Railway, Cork, Cork and Leinster represent... Sorry? I've got Kirk, Cork. Cork Cricket Club. Cork Cricket Club, Never yeah. heard of them. Well, there you go then. I did my level three in Northern Ireland. Who's the 60th best did you under know 11 medium arm bowler? Did you know I've I'd... never heard of Cork Cricket <laughs> hey, Club. Hey, listen... There's a did you know fact when you're in your Irish pub having a pint of Guinness and it's a quiz night. Stereotyping. Wouldn't right. be fair if the show was on the other foot though, would I? <laughs> oh, I'll come and join you. How about that? I'd welcome I'll you. drive all the way up to Liverpool, get on the ferry and then get to Dublin to see you. I'd welcome you. Do you drink? No, I'll buy you the Guinness. I'm teetotal now. Half of my friends who come from Australia, all they want to do, they ask me, they go, Monty, there's one thing I want you to do. Take me to Dublin and I want to have a fresh pint of Guinness because it's the best Guinness well, in the world. Why would they want you to go? You're, you're no crack of parties. Listen. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, mate. Hey, listen. Five minutes ago, I thought I was a pretty good bloke. Yeah, no, really good and, and, bloke. And now, now speaking to you, I feel, I feel like I'm the worst bloke in the world. No, I think you're a great bloke. And by the oh, way, don't pull t- it back now, I'm you. I'm pulling it back. I think life achievement, fantastic. Oh, going for mate. a drink with you, you'd be low on the list. Oh, listen, mate. Talk what to the Care do? Bears. When I get to Dublin, trust me, there'll be people queuing up who want to have a pint of Guinness with me. Actually, I'm teetotal, but I would love to teetotal buy people regard. drinks. I, I would love to buy people drinks. You have drank before. I have, I have. How many times? And uh, I've drunk a few times. It's part of my We say you've job. drank a hundred times. Listen, you come to an Indian wedding. Actually, I'm going to invite you to an Indian wedding because you, you seem like a bit of a good crack yeah. going, going out, right? Mm, we yeah. go to an Indian wedding and... When you see on the table, when, you'll be saying, hey, listen, mate, hey, what's, what's going on on that table over there? There's a vodka. Not from Bristol slash there's, Texas. There's, there's a black label, there's a vodka, and uh, there's a Guinness, mate. Where, where, where are we, man? Is this a stag night? I said, no, this is the Punjabi wedding, mate. Every table has, like, its own bar. Yeah, but why don't you drink? I stopped because when I, uh, well, I'll tell you my story. I was supposed to go on Dancing on Ice, right? I was one of the contestants the first series when it came back. Mm. And I didn't even make the first week because I broke my ankle trying to do a turn, which I don't know why I was trying to practice a turn. I practiced a turn, broke the ankle, went to the doctors and doctor said, yeah, it'll be fine. Then after it healed and it was all good, he goes, listen, we've taken the screws out. I've got to advise you, mate, next six to nine months, you know, no more Guinness because the bone needs to heal and you've got quite big holes. So I thought, all right, 
I stopped. That was it. That, there's my story. nothing got to do with Sikhism. The thing is, if we go in, well, Sikhism, like there's some people who, okay, some people who, who love a drink, some people who don't love a drink, but it's all, I think it's all about your relationship with alcohol. Mm. And I think my relationship with alcohol wasn't probably at its best. You didn't build your tolerance up though, bro. It was a bit frowned upon in your community and then suddenly you had a few smear enough ices and then we're fighting people outside pizza parties in Brighton. It's because you didn't build up your tolerance. Take it slowly. Head to a boozer in Dublin with me. We'll have 16 Guinness. You'll walk out of there a happy man. So how do you build your tolerance? You tell me. Because you seem like an expert where, you know what? You don't just drink out of nowhere once you become a famous cricketer and start partying. You build it up slowly. You go for a few on a Friday night. Mm. What's the view on sex and celibacy? You are a serious Sikh, and I'm not yeah. a religious guy. Yeah, I think religion is bullshit. Right. But I do dig Sikh, because you guys, in a way, it's a very mild form, and this might be wrong, so feel free to, yeah, uh, go on. to correct me. It's a very mild form of humanism. You don't overly emphasize heaven. You're not all about yourselves and against other religions. You've included women in society much before any religions, including Christianity, and I'm baptised. And in terms of your relationship with women in comparison to Muslims, it's not even comparable. It's all about sharing. It's all about feeding people who don't have it. It's all about working in order to feed everyone. It seems like it's just a good way of living with no promises of afterlife. It's not even really a religion, man. It's a way of life. It's a spiritual connection. It's beautiful. I wouldn't label it a religion. It's very new. Yeah, look, let's be honest with you. Like 500 years ago, this religion's only 550 years old. And uh, our gurus then, who are the 10 gurus that we have, everyone has like the Greek gods. We have the Sikh Yeah, but you've gurus right? and they factually live though. We know that as well. They, they're fact. They are a fact. <laughs> they're new. All the other boys, Jesus. Jesus. Show me a picture of him. He looks like Russell Brand, according to media. Well, I, I think Russell Brand tried to imitate his image on Jesus. But Jesus was probably a brand. He's had man, a few yoga sessions over the last year, and he thinks he's had a spiritual connection. I was like, Russell Brand, you need to just wind your neck in, youth. And let's be honest, like, Katy Perry, what was he doing? Just what show- do you mean, what was he doing? Like, why did he divorce her? Why did he just, like, every Because he day- wasn't into the fame. I viewed that as a really, really good sign that that guy was actually legit. He married Katy Perry, he went a bit Hollywood after he was so articulate yeah. and so artistic. And then he sails out and he marries a girl who mimes live. And then after three or four years of intense fame where he's getting the lead in Hollywood films, he goes, I've had enough. This isn't real. This isn't authentic. I'm fucking off. I'm going back to England and I'm marrying Kirsty Gallagher's sister. I dig that. I think that was a really good you know, sign that's for a him. Great, that's a great comment you say because there are so many Hollywood celebs who, I'll give you an example, right? Um, they all like, they all like, initially they have this massive dream. They go, I want to become a Hollywood superstar. And they become a Hollywood superstar. And Madonna, who's probably the most celebrated Hollywood, you know, superstar. Icon. The icon. She said this, she goes, I, I became rich, I became famous. My first goal was I want to become super famous and she became super famous. She got the high of that. But then she goes, I wasn't satisfied. So then she goes, I want the high of loads of money and luxury things. She got all that. She wasn't satisfied. Then she goes, right, drugs was the next thing. You know, drugs, go on a biggest high and then like, oh, wow, man, I'm just seeing stars and I can see Jesus here. And I can Don't see cry him. for me, Argentina. Yeah, it's like, wow, this is like the real world, man. And then when it comes off, they're like, oh, gosh, we're back to normality again. And th- they were never satisfied, right? And then she realized that actually, you know what, coming, doing the whole circle, she became more spiritual. In her own being. It's the last resort, really, isn't it? It's the, and when you've worn out every single mental avenue to the extent yeah. where you realise nothing makes you happy bar being in touch with yourself. Because that's what Sikhism promotes. It's all about being in touch with yourself. Exactly. So you can bypass all of that 50 years 
and saying, hang on a minute, we see the Hollywood superstars get the money, the yeah. fame, but in the end, they all go back to spirituality as well. Yeah, she probably got some good dick, though, as well, and some oh. people value that, though. She got Guy Ritchie, she got Sean Penn, and a lot of those dudes who do the rock and roll before spirituality, they yeah, got some good yeah. tales. She, 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 she's had good experience What do you make of people, and there's probably people listening to this, what do you make of just the blatant racism and ignorance, the Black Lives Matter, it's important, what do you make of the blatant ignorance of people who just go, Madi Panis are Muslim? That's what people think. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, some people say that to me. And then um, I, I I say to them, um, they, the thing is, right, this is the thing. If you're a Muslim, you have to say, like, uh, recite something from the Quran, right? Like a word yeah. or, or like a sentence. And they Arabic is read, like, you know, the other way around, backwards. You know, we read the other way. They read, like. But they're right only saying it because you're not Christian, because you're not Jewish. It's it's not even as, as complicated as talking about your text. They're just going, brown-skinned Muslim, brown-skinned beard. He's a, oh, that Muslim bowler, Monty Panasar. Yeah. That's what most people would think. Yeah, yeah. So then I, 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 uh, I say to them, um, well, I need to recite something from the Quran and I can't. Do you remember the time when Monty Mania kicked off, when you arrived on our TV screens and you had those hands and you had that wrist fucking... Double jointed shit going on. No one knew what you were doing. You didn't fully master turning the ball both ways, though. But we'll come back to that. I'm not a cricket technician, but I would have appreciated if you could have spanned it two ways for me. But they went to your local cricket club in Luton, and your younger brother was there, and they started accusing him of that cricket club being associated with Muslim extremism. The ignorance of that even being published without getting an apology. It's a different religion. Sikhism to Muslim is the same as Sikhism to Christianity. That's true. Yeah. Look, Luton. Luton is known for like, um, you know. English Defence League with, you know, Mr. Robinson, who created that. What to make of him? Well, I, I remember me, I remember doing an interview with his cousin and his cousin regrets the whole kind of setup, looking back at it now. And, and he goes, you know, they didn't have any structure. It was basically just angry white people just thinking, you know, we are losing our British identity. We need to bring it all back. But then when they got questioned by the politicians and the, let's say the Institute or you know, you obviously, you know, don't want to don't know about the Institute, but Why? listen, the next Lord's Test match, I'm taking you there, like it or not, all right? And Do it. you cannot say these kind of things in front of the MCC members. You've got what to be well-behaved. What kind of things? Oh, you know, oh, guys, look at these guys, all right? Oh, hey, well, I, wouldn't glass pins, I wouldn't mate. become well, Australian. Where, you where, got where, to, where's, where's the Guinness, mate? Where's the Guinness? Yeah, I was like, listen, mate, just wind it in. You, 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 you know, just just please, please just watch the cricket. Ireland are doing well right now. But sit it sounds there. like, as, as, although there. you're a guy who gave so much belief to the Asian youth that they could make it in white elitist Britain as an athlete, it seems that there's an extent to you that became white in order to fit in. By the way, you're so paranoid about how I behave around that elitist bullshit. Well, Why you, wouldn't you just go, I'm Monty, I turn the ball off a left well, arm listen, orthodox mate, spin. Certain places this is rules. my mate and fuck you. Certain places have rules and regulations. Rules. It's about wickets, man. It's about runs. <laughs> it's not about rules. Fuck that shit. Well, okay. If the, on the M1, the rule is to go at 70 miles per hour and you're doing it's 120 death, bro, though, isn't it? in a supercar. It's life or death, not needless and cricket rules. And you're going to have a police car And I'm sitting with you in the passenger side and it's terrible. We, though, we get parked over and I'll be like, I told you it was 70. Because you're they don't want us to die, but your cricket no. mates just don't want us to call them out for being absolute tossers. It's a bit different than the police stopping you for no, speeding. It's, my point is, whatever the rules and regulations are of each place we go to, we need to abide by that. But I do not think that's comparable. It is not. It is com comparable. How One though? of the rules of going to Lords is... Why, it, a rule by who? 
The Wait, road safety authorities backed up by scientists and <laughs> physicists no. who have actually calculated the speed and no, velocity no. that kills people oh, in comparison here. to oh, some toxic drinking scum. You sound like you're scientist. Have you got the vaccine? And You've got the COVID com- vaccine, you're, haven't you? You're Don't lie. You're, you're, you're sitting on billions right now, aren't you? Just tell them, go on, go on, just tell us all. Bernsey, okay, you're comparing rules of the road that saves lives to palms drinking. Or what's it called? What's the thing they drink? Pims. Well, the rules, drinking the rules, white the regulations, cricket fans. No, no, if you are seeing your country, Ireland, at Lords, and they are doing well, wouldn't you want to be sp- supporting There's them? There's a lot of people in my country, my brother, who would view the Irish cricket team as a branch and extension oh, okay, of English so, oppression. Right, so what constitute of being an Irish, you tell me? If I had to do a tick list right now and I said, Owen, you know Monty, is Monty, Owen Morgan Monty. a real Irishman? Because he's a good mate of mine, and I'm going to go through the tick list. Owen Morgan, right, does he meet this requirement? No, he represents no, England. No, I understand that. But that's I'm across. What's the next mark? Tell me if he's Irish or not. What's the next bit that he needs to qualify to be Irish? See, you're talking about nationalism in a very factual birth cert way. I'm talking about what it represents and how you represent your people and your country. So tell me, for me is Owen you're Morgan representing he, Irish people? Boys playing for England. Well, that's the first point. We put a cross on him on the second point now. Well, what's your question here, Monty? My question is, does Owen Morgan represent Irish people around the world. I could bring you to a place called Thingless. I could bring you to a place called Ballyfermot. And if you, you have and your mate own Morgan you're a politician, walked in to the local oh, spa, listen, hey, you'd leave a body bags. You, you, you're, you're just a politician in disguise. I'm not a politician oh, in disguise. Yes, I you don't are. think you know Irish I asked you a question. socio-economic situations. I oh, asked you a question. You didn't even look to answer my question. You diverting to another subject. That's what politicians do. When they don't want to answer the question. You're asking his own Morgan an Irishman. He was born and raised in Ireland. Does he represent Ireland while playing for the oppressor's cricket team according to proper nationalists yes in Ireland? No. no. They, according well, to me, I'm somebody, I don't give a shit. I I'm not to, sectarian. I, I think I all asked, that war shit's in the past. Well, but there's Irish diehards, people who watch Dublin and Hill 16, people who go to Shamrock Rovers games, where they appreciate own Morgan representing Queen Elizabeth and the English team in a game of cricket, leaving Ireland only due to the fact that he could make more money by going there? No. For me, he sounds like a proper pro-treaty head, so, according so to their ideology. What co- this is my whole point. My debate with you was, educate us what constitutes for an Irish person to be qualified as an Irish. I don't believe in countries. I think there's something of the past. I don't think that fucking ants used to walk around going, I'm an Irish ant, I'm a Scottish ant. I think we over-evolved as humans and made borders in order to separate each other because we can't do anything but hate each other. So I don't believe in it. But I also think countries representing each other in sport is wrong. I don't think international football, rugby or cricket should exist. It should all be a club game. We have a game called GAA in Ireland. Kilkenny Listen, play Mayo. Mate, this and you can only play for from the 1960s. You, you, you're in the wrong era. You should have been born 50 years. No, no, my shit's more hippies. forward thinking. You know, when the, be- when the How's Beatles just came out and it was just all love and, you know, we all won, we all just living well, you're in the a Sikh same here. World. I sound more Sikh you than you. Well, you're, you're talking about bringing me to Lords listen, to clean my all act up and you're promoting countries. All, yeah. You're promoting the black and white lines of country identification. Are you <laughs> Sikh or are you fucking not Sikh? I am Sikh, you it's know that. It's about peace and love, brother. Well, peace and love, that's what we all want. You know, Donald Trump, he's been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize Award. 
because he, that's an award again very anti-seek of you very economic very fucking affluent very money orientated the criteria you judge life off seems based on status for a guy who by the way was the first seek to play for England they have brainwashed you man no they haven't brainwashed me that's why you came on the scene and that's why you were taking wickets for the crack and that's why it drifted off because you were you when you started out but then you became one of them and as opposed to accepting you, they fucking changed you. Just like the English changed every single Irish man who fucking fought for our freedom. They put a uniform on the pro-treaty brigade and they said, you pretend to be English and you take care of the other cunts and we won't give you those. Okay, so here's, here's, That's what England do. They Englishify you. Right. So here's my question. If any award has, like, the British Empire on it, would you accept it? Absolutely not. And a lot of the people who I admire, such as David Bowie, have rejected those awards. Taking an award from somebody who's only in a position due to the fucking blood on the hands of her grandfather and great-grandfather, why the fuck would I accept that, Monday? So you are happy that the statues, anti-slavery statues, were put put away as well? These black sort of, you know... <clears throat> Who were no, it's a, and that is an interesting question. I think the slavery thing is uh, taking the statues down. I think lobby for them to be taken down. I just think any form of street violence is a bit juvenile and backward in this day and age. So going around ripping them down, punching white people out in the street. So you're, uh, you, so you, so you, you don't um, condemn protests. You, you said protests shouldn't happen. I'm not saying they shouldn't happen. Protesting is an essential part of human freedom and human liberation. But I think there's other methods we can go about things than so what are the other methods? only so we can put it on social media and show everyone that we're a social justice warrior so we suddenly have a political identity. I think there's much more effective ways of doing it. Where, where are you? Far left or far right? Tell me. The United, Don't tell I, me uh, you're a centralist. No, and you're I either think, one or the other. You're no, either, you're no, you're either not. Far See, that, left. That's the problem. You're either Labour where you think, you know what, I've got the solution to the vaccine. That's the problem, Monty, these, though, you know, isn't it? That's young the problem. 20-year-olds have in their mind. The problem lies in your question. Everybody nowadays has to be one or the other. It's, it's so what's it's, it's identity politics, so man. Tell me, tell me what central is. What, what? Logic. 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 Knowing that, of course, there is a inferior society for black people due to the distribution of wealth and due to the fact that their ancestors were so unfairly taken. From is their... it distribution of wealth or do you have a class system and this capitalism? It's all, it's all a class system. But this whole thing that suddenly... So you do agree that in England, class system exists? Obviously. What do you... What do you, what do you is that even a question? No, I just want to hear it from you. Yeah, so please let me express myself, Mont, and I appreciate the fact that we swapped roles, but let, let, let me offer you my opinion. Oh, God. I think that people nowadays, out of laziness and sheer brain-numbing that belongs online and just from scrolling needlessly, don't take the time to read books, don't take the time to read history, and adopt a political opinion that sells their Instagram and sells their Twitter that they don't really give a fuck about, so they take knees before football games. And they ripped down well, statues look, as you, opposed to actually talking about the fair distribution of wealth and gentrification and the issues that actually cause this. Well, you, I think I think you've got, you know, you, 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 I'm agreeing with you something, which, you know, which actually is taking a lot out of me to agree with you, but I, I am agreeing with you something, that you're right, taking the knee now has become like a fashion statement. Like or, all these things do. Yeah, like eventually everything just be, starts off with a political agenda, then it just, that's why QPR their manager, Les Ferdinand, came out openly and he goes, I refuse um, my footballers and the club to take the knee because it's become a fashion statement. It's not really going any further than that. We need to see now the next stage with the Black Lives Movement of how they can help minorities. You know, Black Lives Movement isn't just about black people, it's about minorities. I'll throw something at you, Bernsey. People talk... Well, Montgomery, please. Sorry. People talk about Islamophobia and how they build up a narrative of making us anti-Muslim by using terrorism. But 
what do you make of people who are quote unquote progressive lefts in 2020 who are all into female rights as we all should be women are the real fucking breed who've got the short end of the stick for the last hundred years who are all about equality amongst the genders whilst also asking us to accept a Muslim ideology that women are inferior economically and professionally to males. Well, the thing is, right, I play cricket now. So I, 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 cricket is such a great sport that even if you have to deliver a political message, it gets it right. And I'll give you an example of that was when Mike and Holding did this, did his speech on Sky Sports. It was the most powerful speech with Black Lives Matter that even any of these politicians... What about the question I asked, though? No, no, but I'm, I'm answering a question. That, I now I'm coming back to yours, that what I'm trying to say, right, is cricket when it comes to diversity, gets it right. You know, we won the Cricket World Cup. We had an Irishman. Fuck We had a South a African. Though. No, no, let me finish. We had um, uh, a Barbados guy. We had two Muslim guys, right? But it's not like, like they all came Muslim. together and broke bread at the table of brotherhood. You took the Irishman because you were giving him more money. You took the <laughs> South African guy possibly because he wasn't getting into the team due to a quota problem. It's not a fair thing where they all go, let's go to England and have this multicultural... But it's all situational. The question I'm asking you is... Hmm. What do you think of people who accuse you of being an Islamophobe whilst looking out for the rights of females? Because Islam, well, regardless is, of what you say, yeah. it doesn't really believe that both genders are equal. And you can get but the Quran the, out, it thinks that a man's role is to supply for a woman. It doesn't really necessarily encourage her professional ambitions. My barber, for example, yeah. his sister wanted to be a doctor that told her to shut the fuck up and stand in the kitchen and make naan bread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got me there. I've got to give it to you. For someone who is completely out there and maverick, you are quite a funny guy too. But, you know, I do. I think I think we're going to become good mates. I don't know. There's something about you that I may even just ask you to come out with me on an Irish, an Irish bar somewhere. Yeah, in, we'll do it. Like Walkabout, for example. It's an Irish bar, right? Walkabout. Possibly, I'm not. I'm not here long, but I'm fascinated by your answer to this question, okay. as opposed to these fucking. Okay, so basically, I I think you're right. Like some of the Muslim friends that I know in cricket, um, you know, and then the ones maybe sometimes you can see are slightly maybe extreme. That they've there's been cases even. I've I've met people or I've heard that people who who are part of these groups they went to let's say Afghanistan and they quickly realized hang on a minute it they were being brainwashed and they came back and they told about the experiences and they're saying actually it it it, it it's not helping the message for muslim people when it comes to promoting its religion and then I've come across the other side where I've met people who practice a religion in a lovely way and you can feel that they are peaceful people. They they don't promote any of these kind of things and these ideologies. Well, their wife's probably sitting at home while they're out making the money. Yeah, but then some people are, have gone even that far in saying that actually these groups are actually um, conspiracy theorists. Are saying are probably made by the likes of the American, you know, American leaders, the Russian leaders. It's all just a political thing about power. Talk about the text, though. The text says that the the woman is the princess of the man. It's all about the man going out there and seeing the world and the woman being protected. It's sexism. The well, Quran is an immensely sexist text. No, the thing is, I I when it comes to holy books, you know, like we have the seat, which is a guru grants up. Man, we come have on, the, let's no, no, let me, here. no, no. We got to give respect to the, every holy book. Do we? 
Do we? No, I, Why I, though, I, I, I do believe that. No, you that. do. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm I not trying to change your religion, but I'm saying no, you can, no, I'm a baptised Christian. I'm entitled around you, and I, 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 and I yeah. would never say similar around C, yeah. but as a baptised Christian, which you aren't, I'm allowed to say the Bible's a load of shit, and you can't tell me not to say that. You say that, that's your opinion. Yes, that's but fine. I, I follow the Sikh Guru Granth Sahib, right? Which is Mawa holy book. So can we respect each other's beliefs though? Yes. Let, well, I'm allowed to believe that we're here for no reason. That's fine. That's your uh, opinion. And, and respect it as well. Yeah, I respect fine. the shit out of you. Yeah, that's fine. But if I hear someone else um, abusing a holy book, like the Quran or book, the Bible. What like you, holy book, like, month? What does that mean? No, no, no. It's like, just talk I'll give you an around. example. Right? You look at Christmas tree light bulbs. The color between every light bulb is different. You have a green one, you have a yellow one, you have an orange one, whatever. But the electricity that flows through each light bulb is the same, right? Now, that's what Sikhism is. But scientists S- throw electricity. Though, no, no, no. You're someone like you, right? It's right? completely I need, a, I need to give you a couple of Guinnesses, then you'll calm down. But when you start started off, Sikhism is about, you know... Like, I appreciate. I don't view it really as religion. Electric- I just view it as a way of life. I think yeah, it's genius. So that, that is way of life. No, but the, the Bible isn't. That, the Bible is actually about you're going to heaven and hell and all this crazy shit, man. They believe heaven you go somewhere and you die. They're weirdos. Heaven, heaven and hell is here. Exactly. If you're happy. I appreciate the shit out of that shit. <laughs> you have to realize you were very fortunate, though, that you were raised in a religion that has a little bit of logic to it. It's new. No, but our ever- shit dates back to this. I, I say to people, if you're happy right now, that's heaven. If you're unhappy, that's your hell. Yes. What do you believe happens when we die? I don't know. When I find out, I'll let you know. That's brilliant. But what's your assumption? If you're going to Labrooks now what, and there was what, odds what, going what, four what, to what, one afterlife, four what, to what six, happens, nothing. What, what we say, right, is that what they tend to say, or what we're taught, the methodology of it, is that human is the highest form in terms yep. of all the animals, right? Okay, because we have the intelligence yep. to realise that there's a universal positive energy there out there, right? Now... What it is, is that the, the the other animals that go below us, they don't know that. They just f- behave like animals. It's very arrogant of us, though, isn't it, to assume that? Because one time, and I'll just let you know this real quick, yeah. Monty, I was on a boat from Ireland to England, and there was a bird. It was a fucking seagull, and it was the same guy, and he was flying beside us for the entire time. And I thought to myself, I'm transporting here via an 80-pound boat ticket. He's flying, and he's going beside the boat, he could get himself from Ireland to England for free. He had to pay eighty pounds, and I'm patronising that fucker. They know more than we think. Those creatures know shit we don't know. No, look, I refuse my, to believe this. Human or the most, we kill each other. We invent fucking religions and races in order to just hate each other. No, no, we're disgraceful. Religion. They just eat, shag, and kill. At least they're honest about it. We fucking hide it with bullshit politics. Maybe we're the thickest out there. We're an embarrassing race of creature. Well, well, look, everything, everything that's that you're talking about all relates to power. It's all about power. You know, some people love power, and we seem more obsessed with it than any other creature. Yeah, humans love power. You know, everyone loves. Love I don't power. think Instagram would wash with any other species. I think they go, no, that is lying. That they know we are fucking morons because we're just so opinionated. We're absolute gobshites, and we're here for no reason, months. No, I think I think what ends up happening is people like if they read a hundred books, they feel like their knowledge has to be accountable. They, they, when whenever you read something or you gain knowledge, you need that knowledge to then, in practical terms, you need to put it into practice. And the, when you put it into practice, it's like giving a pat on pat on your back. It, it kind of fans your ego. Do you see any power hunting and Sikhism? Or is that just fair? It's not Sikhism. I'll be honest with you. It's every human being. Once people applaud you, 
you've got to find when people applaud you you just naturally it's human built in science proves this in case studies in oxford and cambridge universities that the ego just gets massive what was it like being proper famous in the mid 90s monty mania you I, were, yeah like did I, you give a shit or did you think you were deadly or what did you walk nah, down the street I, going i'm monty panasar you were fucking nobody no nah, no nah, i remember having a chat with andrew flintoff about it and i said how do you deal with all of this i was like I'm sort of, you know, living a little bit of your life. And, uh, you know, people are just like, wow. He goes, mate, you've got to embrace it because uh, you don't know who you have in, who you have in, um, you know, who you're going to help. And who, it's, it's, I'll give you an example. Let's keep it simple. You know, when the sun, the sun shines every morning and you get up and you get out of there, doubling once you've had your 10 pints and you're coming out of that yeah, hotel Monty, room, you're just, stumbling out of that hotel room with like, you know. Racism, got, Monty Panasar racist, there's your headline. You've you got a kebab, you know, kebab just having it overnight with chili sauce hanging Ridiculous. down you. Yeah. And you're just like. Fat shaming, up, Monty Panasar. And, and you're like looking at the sun and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, God, let there be light. I oh, feel great, right? That's what, an opportunity is for a sportsman to do to every human being is to touch him with a bit of happiness. And he goes, that's what you need to do. So he goes, yeah. don't shy away from it. Give everyone the happiness. You know, the most remarkable piece uh, so far in this whole conversation has been is you accusing me of being politician-like in my answers. That is just another anecdote that is quite entertaining but doesn't answer my question at all. When you were famous, did you think your shit didn't stink for a while? No, it did stink because every time I went to the toilet, it stunk. Yeah, but that's the diet, isn't it? It's it was the curry oriented. Oh, trust me, the, how good is a Madras curry the night before? <laughs> but the next day, Jesus, am I not on fire? No, but what I'm saying is, did you ever think I'm Monty Panasonic? I needed an ice deal. pack after a Madras curry, mate. You've won an Ashes, though. Just to calm me down. You've won an Ashes. Yeah. It's, it's a big deal. Mm. You could spin a ball. It's a pretty menial task. Like, although it's, it's it makes you immensely famous yeah. and matters to a lot of people, and I appreciate the shit as sportsman. I think you're an icon. You could turn a ball better than other people. Get yeah. over yourself. Yeah. But the way the media works, you were Monty Passar for one. People were walking around with your face on. Now you were an actual cultural icon for yeah, two yeah. years. What did that feel like waking up in the morning? Presumably it would affect you mentally. It would give you mental health issues. The pressure of that, you went from looking in the mirror and being yourself to suddenly being the object of the people. Terrible experience, I presume. Yeah, yeah, look, I think I think what it was, I, I always try to ask, uh, answer that question myself and think, like, why is it that everyone just sort of finds, you know, I'm relatable to everyone, you know? And, and I think the reason was, it was just, they just felt like that he's just one of us. It's nearly patronising. It probably was. It was half the time, you know, people laughing at me, thinking, oh, there he goes, you know. But it's ridiculous. If you were a white spinner, they weren't laughing at Ashley Giles. Well, they probably were laughing at him as well, because they thought he couldn't turn the ball. Because you turned the ball better than him. Are you the greatest English spinner ever? Nah, he was a good spinner, man. He was he was a good cricketer. He did amazing things um, for, you know, in, in 2005. But I'm serious. Did you find yeah. any of that patronising? Becoming famous nah, just because nah, of I, 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 I never found it patronising because, for me... When I grew up, I always wanted to play cricket for the love of cricket. And I never thought I'd be this famous. I just thought I'd be just a normal guy turning up, take a few wickets. I'm happy. I'm playing cricket and go home. I never thought it'd be like, I'll walk outside and suddenly somebody wants an autograph or wants a picture. It was all a bit, um, you know, it's like a surreal kind of thing for me, to be honest. What do you make your batting and fielding? Overrated in terms of the humor of it? Because... Yeah, I think it's a, a four point eight eight average at test level. Yeah, yeah, that's not a great average. It's about is it? as good as I could do. Well, it's just like having an inside edge. Do you think I, I mean, could get that? 
Well, I, I would like to think you can get more than that, really. You think I could get yeah. a 4.8 average at test level? No, I think you can do better than that. Because I think if you just rested the bat in front of the wickets with no human operating it, you literally just have the bat standing up, it will get a 4.88 average. Well, um, I think you would get a better average than that. You would average 50 because you'd be like a machine. What did you do wrong batting? Overthink it. I didn't know which end to hold. Of the bat? Yeah. So the odd time you used to bat with the grip? No, I used to not. I used to bat the other way around. And they go, Monty, you're holding the bat the wrong way around. Yes. But that was once I got out. Yes. So, so I went back in the dressing room and they go, Monty, do you know you're holding the bat the wrong way around? <laughs> I go, really? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and then the other day I, I took a tennis racket out and I got yeah. out. They go, you, you, you're using the wrong... Uh, like the wrong bat, or the you know, because I, I saw the yeah. game on YouTube where he took a wooden spoon out, yeah, and it looked like it was a, a cultural message. Oh, here he is, a curry munch has come. Days when I never used to do much fitness, or call, oh, daily belly's back out, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I love the wooden spoon thing, and you got eight, yeah, you uh, the wooden spoon. Well, and then when they when they take it to the third umpire to review it, you couldn't yeah. nick anything. But what was with the batting in all seriousness? But, with a bat in, I was basically the Uber driver. So they used to say to me, look, Monty, we're going to get ready. You're going to get out and you're going to drop us back home because they all thought I was the Uber driver of the team. So they go like, two, 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 seven, call Monty for pick us Ridiculous. up. Ridiculous. No, yeah. no, now you're overdoing well, it. What do you mean overdoing it? You're overdoing these that, racial uh, classifications <laughs> and you're, you're the guy who's accused me of being a Guinness-loving fighting kebab muncher. Listen, my taxi number was 7222. If anybody wanted a drop-off, I used to be there, 7555. Do you think what? the world's so subliminally racist that if you got in a Joe now, you wouldn't even be noticed? Well, you're probably right. They'll probably think, oh, uh, can you take us to the next place, mate? Hey! Yeah. And then I was like, oh, gosh. What was your greatest ever moment in sport, though? You're underwriting yourself as a sportsman. We all know Monty the I'll character. I'll tell you what my greatest you're moment... You're forgetting the fact I'll tell you my greatest moment in sports was... when I you said held my, the Ashes Trophy in no, your hand? I said to my dad, and I go to my dad, listen, dad, I want to become a cricketer. He goes, no, son... The right term is doctor. So he, he he was disappointed in me. Even now he's saying to me, I want you to become a doctor, not a cricketer. And I'm like, Dad, I'm, I'm 38 now. I think I, I, won't, I won't get into med school now. And you weren't saying that. that when I was playing for England. You were bringing your relatives to watch me bowl out Sachin Tendalkar. By the way, we're around Monty Panazar. He bowled out Sachin Tendalkar. That's a huge achievement because I couldn't bowl that player for CUS. Yeah, he, he did say to me in my ear, the ball before, he goes, Monty, I'm going to miss this one so you can have a bit of a, you know, a bit of a kick, you know, what it's like getting my wicket. What's it like bowling out Sachin? Well, I told you, he gave me the best experience of my life. I couldn't stop running. I was like Forrest Gump. Off I went, and they couldn't stop me. What do, what do you mean? Well, you just keep running, don't you? How much money do you make playing cricket? Because Coley and Dhoni, they, they make fucking, they make Eden Hazard money. Well, do you not have sold Coley's, on... Coley's, I asked Coley the other day, I said, what are you doing, mate? I said, I'm, I'm counting my money from last year. <laughs> 2019, he still carried his money, and he's in 2020. I was like, you live the dream, mate. You're just living the dream. They made a loosely based screenplay on you in 2011. Did you get any dough for that? Well, I'd, um, I remember actually Kumar playing that role, and he's a big actor in Bollywood, and he's good in martial arts. They when, exaggerated the childhood. No, well, they did, and when I go to India, because they, they didn't invite me to the premiere, I am going to give him the biggest kung fu kick he's ever seen and then say to him when he's down on the floor, listen, mate, that movie was not accurate. No. You had a fast bowler, yes. which should have been a spinner. Yeah. And, and your dad didn't discourage you, really, to no, that extent. and he didn't. And secondly, he didn't even invite me to the premiere where I should have sat next to you watching the movie. Yes. And, like, 
Sorry about the Kung Fu kick, mate, but you deserve it. You know, for the listeners who don't know that, Bollywood is essentially the second biggest thing to Hollywood. It's a billion-dollar industry in India where they have budgets of $100 million to make movies, and they made a film loosely based on Monty Panasar about an Indian child whose cricket ambitions were oppressed. And you saw nothing of it. Well, it's just, you know, they, they completely got the story wrong, and it was a super-hit movie, so, and I didn't even get any royalties out of it. I'm like, actually, Kumar, you know, we need to have a meeting. We need to, in fact, have a Zoom call ASAP. What I like about your Bernsey is you're an open book. Well, once you're an open book, you're vulnerable. Yeah, fair enough. You, I'm going to get shots fired at me left, right and centre. How do you find marriage? What do you make of the concept of marriage? I find it remarkably that's, pointless. That's interesting to say that because I'm also a radio presenter on Punjab Radio and I had a dating, you know, a woman who had her own dating... Um, business called date Marcy, which is like date auntie you know so she's like the auntie yeah. you know matchmaker yeah. bullshit yeah and yeah and on netflix matchmaker is an is a net, net series out on matchmaker in mumbai there's a woman who's like the queen of matchmaking so if you get an opportunity and you know you fancy like a nice indian girl then watch that you know i only realized how hard it is with marriage is when i saw my sister get married and, you know, the work you've got to put into it. It's not just a lifestyle choice. Like, maybe, Monty, maybe you're never going to settle down with some broad. You've had too crazy of a life, man. How's anyone going to really relate to what you? What are you trying to say? Trying to say I'm a rock and roll star? I'm trying to say You're, trying to, you're, 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 you're trying to say yeah. I'm, 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 I'm the brown version of Eric Clapton? Uh, Mick Jagger. Yeah. Mick but Jagger? Yes, but with the fact that where your life has been at such yeah. a tender age and the things you've seen and the kind of social impact you've had, how are you really going to love a woman to a fully committed way? Because you're going to have to become quite narcissistic because you have to protect yourself, man. You've been thrown out to the dogs. You've been back. You've been thrown out. You've been back. You've had mental health problems forced upon you by just having excessive fame to a young. So how can you really ever go, me, you, Labrador, two kids, remote gaff north of See, London? I, it's a great point you say because I remember li uh, listening to a, a quote in an interview from, uh, what's his name, that St Statham, you know, um from Transporter. What's that actor? He's a great actor. Jason Statham. Jason Statham. God, I can, some, someone, someone didn't do very well in English uh, during uh, primary school. Yeah. So Jason Statham, right? He said, you want to be with a woman when um, you're, uh, you know, in, during your darkest time, there's a woman there who's like, you know, there for you and, and want to help you because that's the woman you want to be with. He goes, you don't want to be with a woman when, you know, Everything is when all your ducks are in a row and everything is going really well and you're sitting on that gravy train and we know all about the gravy train. Once you're on it, you don't come off it, right? Yeah. As long as possible. He goes, that's not the time. That woman then will only be there for you when you're on the gravy train. But once you're off the gravy train, she may just say, actually, you know what? I, I, I don't know if I want to tough it out now maybe you know people talk about our oh, relationship in a different direction x y and z but when you get married you have to tough out the rainy days the hot days the you know all the different sort of things you've got to, you've got to have that commitment and think right we are going to just i don't care how bad the time is how good the times are we're going to tough it out and that was a mindset in the 80s and the 70s, like, you know, in the 60s, like my parents, they, they got married and they've, they're still together. It's just, I had, I remember having this chat with, um, you know, on my show and, and, and when I date Marcy or auntie, auntie, you know, the auntie matchmaker, wherever you want to call it. And she goes, people just 
don't want to tough it out, either the men, male or the female. Everyone's, it's all about equality now. It's like, if I'm cooking on Monday, you cook on Tuesday. Yeah. And relationships have become so much about that rather than, actually, you know what? You know, during the World War One, World War Two, when yeah, so. soldiers were going out and fighting for their country, yeah. right? Women would wait three to six months for their husband. Yeah. You know, them days are well gone. Longer, three years at some point. Do so you have unprotected sex or protected sex? What's the Sikh buzz on that? I know for a fact those Catholics condoms, we, we mix it all up. What's the buzz in Sikh world? We all know unprotected sex is the best sex. Yeah. But right. you pull out or what do you do? Or just... Do I'm, I'm always, if it's safe to do so, go for unprotected. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. And on the app so they know when they're ovulating, when they're not ovulating. Gosh, you know more about this. I, I, I don't even go this far. But would you not be going, shit, I might make her pregnant here? I don't have fear of that. Do you want children? I think one day, yeah. One day I probably would want to have children. 100%. And have you officially retired from cricket or what? No, I haven't. Why would a spinner ever retire, really? No, a spinner would never retire from cricket because, you know, if I keep myself fit, keep myself, you know, in good shape, who knows, next year I could make a comeback in cricket. Have you ever done drugs? Never. None? None. You talk about the likes of yourself, Marcus Triscothic, Hoggard, and others having issues with mental health. Do you ever think that there's an element of cricket being so fucking boring the odd time? Because you're on a boundary, you're in a field. It's one of the only jobs in the world where for eight hours you will be in your own fucking head with a ball coming to you four times that makes you overthink shit and go, regardless of the money, regardless of the status... This is fucking a waste of life. Do you think that cricketers and mental health is at all linked to the fact that the game's so boring for half of the match? I don't think it's boring. I think when it links to mental health, it's the it, cricketers get a time to spend a lot of time with their own thoughts and with themselves. And therefore, whatever's going through their mind, suddenly they don't know who to speak to. And that's why I encourage people to speak to their friends, to their families when they're, let's say if you're a cricketer and your form isn't that great, you can be in your room and it could be just thinking about your processes, think about your left arm, think about whatever, and you're overdriving it all. And suddenly, uh, like they say, analysis is paralysis, that when you're there in, in the middle, you're, you're so over, you know, overdriven with so many thoughts, you suddenly, you know, you don't know how to play the game, and you're right. It could be, it could become bored. It could become boring, or it could be like, oh gosh, you know, I don't want to be out here because I've fallen out of love with cricket. So that's why a lot of you know cricket. Yeah, do is stuff it a like. very easy game to fall out of love with because it's so repetitive? It's it, you, you, you can complicate the game. You know, it's a very simple game, but you can complicate it very easily as well. And I think that's where people get it wrong. When you're getting poked around by a batsman, obviously it's not something that happened too often for you, but when a batsman is just eating up every single ball, you bowl at him, how do you feel when that's happening? What do you do next? What do you go, will I bowl it short, will I bowl it long, will I not put turn on it? Does it feel like he just has you by the balls? Well, then that's where you, you know, tactically have to uh, slow the game down, change the field, and, uh, and, uh, and, 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 you know, that that's the sort of tactical side of the game which why you... is spinning effective though is it because it, it breaks the batsman's discipline because for example I think that if I faced you in the nets I think if we didn't over you get one wicket 
I think I'd score six runs. The rest would be kind of bogey dots and appealed LBs that weren't given. If you did, let's say if you did do that, and then the team asks you to say, right, I want you to bat now for another two hours like this. Do you have the discipline to do that? No, absolutely not. Well, then therefore cricket isn't for you. If we did an over, do you think I could score six runs off you? Yeah, I think you could. Really? Yeah. What pace do you bowl at? 55, So I could comfortably block those balls. Yeah, and if it turns, I'm, I'm sure you can hit one out of the ground. Really? Yeah. Can we do that someday? Yeah, we can, absolutely. Me and you can meet in an empty cricket field and Monty Ponisar can bowl six balls yeah. at me. Yeah. All, all, that would be an honour, man. All the, and I'd love to puck you all, for six. All the odds are in your favour, though. Because there'll be no fielders. All you have to do is face six balls and you have to hit one ball out of the ground. How many times do you hit my stumps, do you reckon? I don't think I would ever hit uh, um You know, if I'm... My strike rate is 54 to 60. That means it takes me 54 balls to 60 balls to get one wicket. Now, how can I get one wicket with six balls of bowling to you? I need to bowl 60 balls to you to get you out once. In terms of actually hitting you? Yeah. Like yeah. So if I'm doing it for six balls, I have to be at my game 10 times better than what I am to get you out. I so I, I could actually, that. I could block you if I wanted to quite mm. comfortably. Yeah. So most times in long tests when you're getting the wickets of fucking proper icons, it's it's lack of concentration, lack of discipline. That's why you're a better test bowler than you are a one-day bowler. Yes. Because I think one day you play 24 matches, you've got 26 wickets. But in test, you've like 167 wickets and 50. Yeah. So spinning's a test. It's a test art, really. Yes, yes. Well, with tw- 2020, uh, the spinners are still the, you know, they're still known as the kings because um, putting pace on the ball to hit the ball out of the ground is a lot harder. When the ball is coming fast at you, you've just got to tap it and it goes because there's already pace on the ball. So you don't have to put as much effort. Yeah. But when the ball is being spun, you have to put all the force into the ball to hit it out of the ground. That have requires a lot more six? effort. Yeah, I have actually. You've hit a test six? Yeah. Against who? Sri Lanka. Do you remember you and Anderson made that stand? Uh, Australia. What a buzz. Well, I, I was thinking about the M4 traffic. I was thinking, guys, let, let's get the game finished because I'm going to be stuck in traffic for the next two hours. Who was bowling to you? Peter Siddle. And uh, Mitchell Johnson, Nathan Hurwitz. How fast does that ball go, man? Is it not scary? Yeah, it's like 940, 150 kilometres. It's not really scary because... Sikhs are known as like it's a it's a more of a, like a warrior religion. So when you're put in the heat of a battle, you naturally fight. You don't flight. You don't run away from a situation. You fight. And I, whenever I, I used to get the best out of my game when the quicker the bowler was, I would hang in there. I may not be able to hit him out of the ground, but I just didn't want to get hit. So I used to watch that ball so closely that I don't get hit, and actually brought the fight out of me. Somebody who. Who's an inspiration still to this day. You've got the ball rolling, a ball that has taken on more and more weight. Are you left wing, would you say? I'm in the centre like you. You're proud of yourself. Monty Panasar, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Nice it's been how many years, my oh, boy. You still don't know my chairs of joy. No need to go, just take it slow. Podcast. Have you heard the Michael Anthony show? show. Makes me feel just fine. What's the
makes me see the light What about those tears? tears believe my eyes How's it make it feel? It makes me feel alright 